What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I remember somebody somebody came out and said, most websites you will develop will have a back-end database. And uh, somebody said, well, what are the rest of the websites? And they're yeah, like, right. virtually all of the websites you develop will have back-end databases. And That's if they the don't, thing. then w- w- who cares, yeah. right? There are multiple ways to get ransomware, but by and large, it's it's somebody clicks on the wrong thing. Somebody goes to the wrong page. Somebody gets fished. We just have to develop new technology that doesn't use files. (laughs) (laughs) Or users. Or users (laughs) or data. If we just did that, we'd be safe. We just got rid of the mouse. Nobody could click on it. Now you're thinking. I don't think anybody ever hacked a telegraph. (laughs) No. (laughs) No. By cutting the wires. Maybe that's a hack. Happy New Year, guys. Happy New Year. How are you? Happy New Year. Wow, wow, time flies. What's uh what's happening besides, you know, more COVID? It's a little bit of a quiet week. We can use those in the cyber world, can't we? Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe just all the reporters are on vacation. That might be it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we perform red team operations all the time. For those of you who haven't been following the podcast, red teaming is mm-hmm. where we'll attack a company like a a nation state might with permission. Um, so yeah, yeah. with permission. Oh yeah. With permission. That's of important. Course. With permission. <laughs> That's my job. Yes. Get permission. Wait, who's permission though? Anyways. Um, <laughs> so as we, you know, as we're performing those, we always wonder like, is the, the holiday season the best time to do it? Because there's less people there watching what's going on. There's less uh, defenders reading through logs and it's probably less people who want to respond. So, the logs might overwrite before right? anybody looks at them. So right. maybe that's what we're seeing. Maybe that's maybe that's why it's probably. a little quiet. Maybe. Unfortunately. And probably. speaking of logs, let's talk about what happened in Log4j world. Log4j. This is going to be like a permanent segment, I think. For the yeah, the Log4j minute. Right? Um, so Log4j, it's interesting, uh, started off, I think, in the, the, the discovery of the issue for Log4j was in 2.14, I believe. And the recommendation was up to update to 2.15. Uh, and then and that had an issue so now the update was let's update to 216 and that has an issue and then the update was 217 and that has an issue um so now there is 217.1 um why don't they just rename them as weekly versions and then say just keep up with the weekly (laughs) version exactly because our amplifiers go to 11 You don't get a lot of Spinal Tap references. Well, that's true. <laughs> that's what you get when you come to security this week. That's, I think that's because podcasts are a young person's game and we're all old. 
Oh, hey, I'm the oldest of us, so I That's can true. say that. That's true. Um, so we just wanted to say, uh, make sure you update your stuff again. Um, honestly, okay. continue on that that patch treadmill. So let's let's ask a question that I'd like to ask for big things in the few going forward, which is, mm-hmm. how do you know if this affects you? Yeah, how do you know? Yeah, that's. I a have good an question. answer for that. The answer okay. is, if you have anything that has a web interface, there's risk because Apache builds it in and many other softwares do. And so this is one where you're more likely to ask, does it not affect me and be in a minority than does it affect me? Most, wow. most of these things affect a small community, but this one affects pretty much anyone with an extensive technology footprint in their life. And so yeah. how, do you, how do you figure out whether it affects you? And that's where the scanners that, that we've linked to in the last show come in handy. You run a scanner that goes and tries to see if you're infected. Right. Yeah. And, and there are one. several new scanners out there as well that will actually dig into a jar. Um, so a jar is just a packed Java code. File. It's like file. a zip. It's like right. a Java zip, zip file. Like a yeah, zip so file. It, that will actually dig into the jars and actually see um, whether you have any vulnerable log4j. So there's, there's a bunch of new scanners that are coming out all the time. So then the next question is, how, what do you do if you are infected? And I think right. it's the same answer. Well, yeah, you I, think call? yeah I think there's two answers there, though. That's One answer two. is, you know, patch. patch, right? Patch, patch, patch. But if it's not your software, right? It's just some piece of software that you've downloaded to do something, right? And the vendor hasn't pl- supplied a patch yet. Mm-hmm. And you have to think long and hard about either stop using that software for now. Yeah. You know, right. or... Um, make sure that when you use that software, you're, there's, there's no chance of it getting infected in a way. Aren't there some of the scanners that will actually shut off, use the hack to shut it off? There are. That's mostly designed for uh, externally accessible websites. And, and frankly, that's not really the best way hmm. because it's, it's going in and shutting down the functionality the that cause the issue. But, right. But it may be functionality. You're absolutely right. That's used by the application. So you have yeah. no, it, it's. It's the elephant gun to, it's to kill the gnat type of situation. Wow. Yeah. So are there any new attacks that happened this week? Uh, I know it was a slow week, but a, a few things. Maybe we could just list them rather than uh, and go through them quickly. Yeah, absolutely. So the only interesting in. one this week for Log4j um, is a Log4j exploit on the Unify. And this was discovered by researcher Sprocket Security. Um, so this was an this was an exploit on their Unify system. So Unify is a network device, more corporate than uh, than home device. So if you're a home user, okay. you don't need to really worry about this. Um, but if you're one who manages a small to medium business who may have Unify devices, um, the Unify Ubiquity software um, has a vulnerability to Log4j. That is oddly enough, you know how at uh, you see when you go to this the website to manage your network devices, there's yeah. a username and password field, and then there's a checkbox that says "Remember me." Sure, you've all seen this before. You log into a website and there's a "Remember yeah. me." Is that what they're logging? Uh, so yeah, for some reason, for some reason that gets logged somehow. That's funny. <laughs> just to remember me. So I don't know. Um, Which is so just like a, the because well, they're triggering something with that. It's a That's cookie why, or something, right? Yeah. So typically, what it's going to do is it's going to take a cookie, 
Um, yeah. And it's going to pass it down to your browser. And, and your browser is going to remember, yeah, you should have access to the system with a shared a session or whatever. Right. Um, in this particular case, if you substitute, instead of a yes, they'll remember me as checked or no, the remember is not checked, but you substitute in the log4j hack string, it will actually own your system, exploit the system. And, and, wow. and Sprocket Security actually went through and showed an entire path going from, um, you know, exploiting this particular remember me checkbox all the way to getting a reverse shell, getting onto the Ubiquity device. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Now, a lot of us in the security world go, eh, that's interesting. But, you know, most of the time on the internet, nobody's going to have access to log into my Unify, you know, software, right? That's a... Sure. If I'm on my my network, I can connect to it and manage these devices. Um, but according to Shodan, if you guys have not used Shodan, very fun search engine looking for IoT devices. How do you spell that? S-H-O-D-A-N dot I-O. I didn't know that because I don't know anything about black belts so <laughs> s-h-o Dwayne is almost a black belt i Are am you kidding yeah yeah just i just earned my second degree brown uh three weeks ago so. wow so there you go i'm a big belt that's a slight <laughs> difference i've been a black belt since i was 18 are you serious i'm a sixth degree black belt in weichiru listen we can't we can't just be in the cyber world wow i also have rank in tang sudo judo and jiu-jitsu Another reason not to go to your house on Halloween. <laughs> no, please come. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Friendly place. I have plenty of land. Uh, so Shodan.io, S-H-O-D-A-N.io is a fantastic search engine looking for uh, web cameras, IoT devices, accessible to the internet, that sort of stuff. So Sprocket Security, obviously, did a search for the Unify strings to see how many of these devices are accessible on the internet. Too many. Initial search says 60,000 of them. Whoa. Um, their guess is about 20,000 are susceptible. to this it, It's a small right fraction. It's a tiny fraction. But but let's take Sounds another like example. When, when we come up with a story that says that this router's administrative pages are vulnerable, most people have gotten to the point where they don't make remote administration of their routers accessible because that's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Right. But some people didn't get the memo. And well, they it's either still a misconfiguration have it. or, or it's a for misconfiguration. some reason they needed external. So for. Hey, you know so what? It's, it's my security, my rights, and I can do what I want. Right. So just back off. That's right. Mr. Man. <laughs> I'm, I'm the man. Definitely. <laughs> Disregard. <laughs> Told you so. <laughs> you know what? Just cut through the middleman and just tell us your account numbers yeah, and passwords right. on, the blood, right. on the podcast. Uh, that's awesome. <laughs> Oh, cool. So uh, if you do have one of these devices, uh, a Ubiquity Unify system, A, make sure it's not accessible externally. Although I will tell you with SSRF attacks, which we won't go into a lot of detail what that is, um, but you could be still exploited, even Mm. though it's only accessible locally. Mm. Well, and also you're assuming they're not getting on your local network. Right. So the hack may be coming from inside the building. It's inside the building. I, I think it's Bob in engineering. Well, and if you get malware, if you get malware on your device, the hack can come from inside the building. Yes. Even yep. when the hackers aren't inside the building. So wow. the slippery slope stuff here. Yeah. Yes. Got to yep. be careful. So patch, patch, patch. Patch. Um, that's the new log patch, 4J patch. stuff, Carl. Okay. So who's on our list of shame? Who, who got pwned? Uh, were we talking about the wrist list of ransomware, the ransomware roundup? Yeah. Ransomware roundup. I like that. Ransomware roundup. 
That is. I the wish new, I could. I wish I could take it. credit for it. Uh, we pulled this from healthcareitnews.com. Um, so they have an interesting roundup of about four or five companies this week, and I, I think we'll probably, unfortunately, see a lot of. <laughs> A lot of these roundup style articles, because it's getting to be so many companies so getting much. breached by right. ransomware. Yeah, it's like you can't list them individually. And now we just put it's them. It's like trying to list where you can buy peanut butter cups pretty much everywhere. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you can get them in a bank. <laughs> that is an odd thing to go to, peanut butter cups. Yeah. <laughs> so this is from healthcare IT news, IT but it's news. not necessarily just covering healthcare. No, it's not. So here, uh, Compu Group Medical. Um, was breached with a ransomware attack. Uh, they say Mongolia Health Systems, which includes uh, their county general hospitals, Stonewall Jackson Memorial Hospitals, etc. Those were breached with a ransomware attack, leaking names, medical information, addresses, date of birth, etc., etc. Okay. So lessons learned. Most of these, the vast majority of these, are phishing. Well, I think, yeah, if I remember correctly, 100% of these are phishing. Yeah, You're absolutely so, right. Okay, so that's the the the, the roundup. Yep, that's a ransomware roundup for the Multiple week. things in there. So what else happened this week? Uh, so what, another interesting thing this week was researchers in Korea found an interesting way to store malware on SSDs. SSDs are, are solid-state drives, right? Yeah, so, so the way a solid-state drive works is you have a, a bunch of sort of integrated circuits in there and one of the pieces of memory is a NAND so it's a think of it as just a piece of memory that has firmware on it that knows how to read the rest of the drive okay it's like the root kit for storage but the scary thing is most drives are going towards this kind of storage I see so it's it's it we might as well just say modern drives Mm. have now this discovered vulnerability that Right. Correct. Yeah, exactly. So it's an interesting vulnerability in that even formatting the computer or reinstalling your operating system or or whatnot would not fix this Hmm. because it's it's sitting in a place that users don't have access to and security doesn't have access to. Hmm. But you then say to yourself, well, how did it get there? Um, And how it got there was you installed a bad piece of firmware. That's pretty much it. You went to update the drives from some shady site. And it put the code in a place that nobody has access to. So, so. so public service announcement on this. Okay. If you're, let's say you have QuickBooks. I, I had this happen to somebody I know. And you want to find the support phone number to get some help. If you Google it and a number comes up for, you know, QuickBooks support, you can't trust that that's the number. Right. Yes. Because- you need to find it either in their app or on their website. Yeah. Because what happened was this person got on the phone, started talking to someone, they started walking them through, and they were just about to give them access to their remote system when somebody from IT said, where'd you get the number? Right. And then they showed them and they're like, hang up right now. Don't don't complete that connection. Yeah. So you, you do have to be careful that you go to the source not a good source, but the one and only true source for yeah. this kind of thing. Got an email from my mom uh, a couple of weeks ago, and she's elderly, and uh, she says, I got this call from somebody who said there's a problem with my Microsoft account or something like that, and if I would call, then they could take care of it. And I said, Mom, that's mm-hmm. uh, that's a scam. Don't call it. And she goes, yeah, I was just checking. 
<laughs> she I was wish, ready I, to call. I wish all the elderly like were like Dilbert's mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, him? I haven't I haven't read Dilbert in a long time. Dilbert's yeah. mom was a, a hacking genius. Oh, that's awesome. And yeah. he said she said something she said something on one of the cartoons where she's like, I saw it in your email. And he's like, Mom, I've got a firewall. She says, Not much of one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> Listen, yeah. I love Microsoft. Um, I've been a Microsoft fan never for call years you. and years. They, yeah. I, I only wish their support was good enough that they would call you when they proactively saw an issue. None right. of these companies are going to call you. You'd <laughs> be lucky if happen. they answered the phone. Right. I'd be suspicious if they answered the phone. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Why are you answering this phone on your support line? I actually have a question for you that's related to just general computing. I only made it to captain. What? Not general. No, can't answer any general questions. I never made it to general. I was just a captain. <laughs> no, just captain. Every once in a while, I get this email and my wife gets an email that says, somebody tried to log into this, mm. to your email account, but the account is like, you know, gmailtempaccount.com mm-hmm. or something yep. like that. What is that? They're just trying to trick you. So there's two different things. It's either A, um, for some reason, your account is registered as like the backup account for this Gmail account, um, which is probably not the case. Or B, this is a phishing attempt and they want you to click on the, hey, this wasn't me. Okay. Right. And at that point, they'll get access to your email or whatever. Ah. But, yeah, but be careful that what you click on. is an excellent seg- segue to the LastPass story. Okay. Mm, last- La- oh, so- LastPass story. Yes, LastPass. So LastPass is a uh, password repository that we recommend you have one. Right. Yep. You should have everybody should have a password manager. Yeah, right. yep. password manager, LastPass. And you might think that because we're talking about LastPass, they're not a good choice, but they still are. Oh, they're a fantastic choice. They really yeah. haven't been breached, but a lot of people are assuming, based on what we're about to say, that that there's an indication they have been. So what happened was people start getting messages saying, "Hey." Somebody tried to use your master password to access your passwords, and we blocked it. Now, LastPass ha- gives you a master password. Well, you, you, you create give it. You give them a master password. And that's what you use to log into LastPass, where you get all your other passwords. So exactly. it's kind of a big deal. that, And it's very important yeah. you don't reuse that password anywhere else. It shouldn't be used anywhere else. Because otherwise, if I get somebody's password for their banking... Mm. I'm going to try LastPass and 1Password and those things sure. to see if it works. But here's the cool the thing kind of about thing. that is if for some reason that gets compromised, it's 1Password you have to change, not all of them. That's also yes. handy, right? Yeah. So what's happening is people, let's say let's say we'll we'll pick on Carl. Yeah. Carl, you you get an email that says, "Hey, someone tried in Bulgaria to log in as you. We prevented it." How did you know that? Cuz <laughs> I'm in Bulgaria. No. So what what's happening is Someone has actually tried to log in as you, mm-hmm. and they did block it because of the geofencing, which oh. is excellent. Which yeah. is excellent. Yep. And you should change your passwords before they get a VPN and figure out a place where they can make it work. Okay. Right. But you shouldn't click on anything. You shouldn't go anywhere that the email instructs you, mm. because I guarantee in a week someone's going to be forging those those messages to try to trick you. Okay. Oh, absolutely. What you should do is go into your LastPass interface for a separate browser and change the master password and enable multi-factor or two-factor authentication yeah. immediately. Yeah. Yep. yep. Because what's happening is somebody's getting your password either because you're reusing it somewhere. Which is bad. Or because your system is infected and they're skimming the password when you're using it locally. Wow. 
and you need to make sure you're not infected. Either way. <laughs> either way. Yeah, either you're, way. Either, you're either working on an infected system. So use your phone, for example, okay. um, to reset the password or something along those lines. Phones are more secure right now. Yeah. Any news from uh, China or Russia? Yeah, you know, it's... it's not talking uh, to me. <laughs> I'm off the Christmas list. <laughs> it's interesting you say that. There's a very small uh, APT, Advanced Persistent Threat Cyber Espionage Group, um, that's linked to China. Um, mm-hmm. That is uh, in an older campaign, I believe, detected by Symantec, um, was linked to Chinese state-backed, we're, we're a Chinese state-backed uh, attacker. That they're out there sending out new ransomware right so black tech is the name of the of the group um they're sending out new ransomware um and malware called flag pro um what's interesting about this particular article this is also on bleeping computer Mm -hmm. first off the attack is is not super sophisticated Hmm. um so in essence what it is is somebody sends you a phishing email and in that email there's a zip a zip file Right, so a compressed archive file with a password, hmm. and you download. You as the user trust this email enough that you need to download the zip file, extract it using a password they gave you. Not good. Hackers gave you a password to, to extract this, Ooh. and then go and run whatever's inside. So it's not exploiting, you know, some zero day exploit inside of you know email that just runs this stuff automatically you literally are running it for them but one way this could happen one way this one reason this would be this way is because most security systems would not catch something in a password protected zip in fact we've used it to infiltrate data many times but you need a trusted actor so if the person receiving it is in the know and is part of the scheme this is a fine way to do it but you could also go to a place that has kiosk machines mm-hmm. that are on a, a trusted network, but in kiosk mode. And perhaps you could do it there as well and infect the network through a kiosk. Kiosk mode being, I thought kiosk mode was when you press F11, your browser goes full screen. No, there's, there's <laughs> Windows machines and other machines, mostly Windows machines, can be put into a kiosk mode where they're only allowed to run a small list of applications, typically oh, yeah, just the yeah. browser. But sometimes they have, you know, calculator and right. notepad and yeah. calendaring that are allowed. Um, if I were to go to a, a a terminal somewhere and be able to get even in the in the mode, I may be able to download a file to the local desktop and mm-hmm. and, and access it. Uh, a business center at a hotel is a great example where someone might do this, and they might have just enough rights to to download the zip file, access the zip file, unlock the zip file. And now it's on the network, whatever network the hotel has that system on. Hmm. So it, it's, it's a very, as Dwayne said, it's a very immature attack in that it's not going to fool the recipient unless they're quite foolish, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it may not be targeted to that. It may be being sent out um, with the idea that people will do it because they're incented. Well, here's something I know. I know that if I, take some code that I've written and zip it up and try to attach that to a Gmail message. Uh, Are you password protecting the zip? No. That's why. But Gmail won't let you do it. Password protecting it will encrypt it in a way that it won't be readable. Oh. Here's what I'm going to tell you. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Let's say you want to bypass all these filters. Oh, boy. More career advice. 
Should we be saying this stuff? For criminals. Hacking career advice. So if you take a zip file and you put all of your malicious executables and DLLs and whatever in this zip file mm. and you password protect it, a lot of systems can still block that. And here's why. First off, the list, the manifest of files that sit in that zip file is not encrypted. Right. So oh, right. they can look and see what files are in the zip file. And they the can't open them. Well. They can't read them, but they can see, hey, there's an EXE. Hey, there's a DLL. Hey, there's a whatever. So you rename them all to text. You could rename them all to text, but then you have to tell your, your mark on the other end to right. rename them all back to EXE. But what you can do is take a zip, <laughs> put it inside that zip. Oh, yeah. And now all it sees is another zip file. Another zip. And it can't read the manifest because it's encrypted. So your ex, your outside zip is password protected. Your inside one isn't. But again, you need a trusted agent on the inside to going to, to right. execute that. Okay. Yep. So now we know how it affects you. Don't click on those freaking zip files, man. Yeah, and if and if you're finding that you know your water company is sending you a bill for the month that's zipped with a password that has another zip on the inside yeah. that you need to rename to open up the PDF. You probably shouldn't be doing. This that. is a long show if we tell people what they shouldn't be doing. Because <laughs> well, I'll, I'll I'll pick one thing when when you get a text message from anyone, AT and T, the electric company, anybody that says thanks for paying your bill, yep. here's a link to a free gift. Yeah, that's not. A that's thing. a new one. I I just started getting those. Me too. I've been getting them. The yep. scary thing is I have AT and T as a phone provider. Yep. Yep. And I'm getting offers from AT and T. Why the hell can't they stop that? Yeah, they know it's not them. Yep, I get keep a, getting get clue. I keep getting daily phone calls from a number somewhere in Connecticut that the the last four digits is different every time, and yeah. I just started blocking them, block them, block them, block them, block them, and the the frequency of those calls is going down. Yeah, because they probably have like they have an exchange. You're cycling through. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know what I like to do when I get uh, either telemarketer calls or whatever. Um, I will actually pick it up mm-hmm. and then I will I will play an old fax modem tone. Oh, that's cool. Because then they will typically pull me off the list because they assume that it's a fax machine or something. That's a good great to do idea. That by mouth. <laughs> I, I used to be able to whistle a mean yeah, 2400 baud 2600 no. hertz. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Call you Captain Crunch. <laughs> Phone freaking blue boxers. Awesome. I'm not a beatboxer, I'm a blue boxer. Mhm. <laughs> All right, so what's left here on our list? More ransomware in uh, yeah. – what is this decryptor thing? This is an interesting one in that you know we talk a lot about ransomware and we talk about you know most of it comes over, over phishing and that sort of stuff. And you have to go through really advanced lengths to, uh, to run ransomware. However, um, the AVOS Locker ransomware operation sent a free decryptor to a U.S. government agency, awesome. in essence, apologizing. We're really sorry we encrypted your stuff. We didn't realize. And they even said, sorry. Um, on another note, I realized this is a U.S. government will be allowing you to decrypt your files for free. Huh. Wow. Isn't that nice of them? <laughs> it's the, the holiday spirit. God bless us, everyone. I'm experiencing oh, all the do. feelings. Rage. Rage. <laughs> Joy, hate. <laughs> Listen, they probably have a corporate handbook like everybody does at every company. Yeah, code of ethics. You know, here's exactly, exactly. Listen, swindle old ladies out of their money. Yeah. But if it's a government well, agency, we're not. Honestly, 
that might not be the dumbest thing because General Nakasone, the head yeah. of U.S. Cyber Command, right. has made it increasingly clear they're going after. And I believe that's in response to um, the Colonial Pipeline hack mm-hmm. and the hack of um, the medical establishments. Yeah, you mentioned after- this a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, Here and, and I come think that's the be increasing. So, okay, so do we? Is that the drone? <laughs> Is that the drone? Is that the javelin that, coming? It's uh, Laurie Anderson. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so wait, hold on. So then, then I ask you: Does this take them off the radar? Like, are they now a lower target as a ransomware group? Because they're like, listen, we're not going to hit any medical facilities, or we're not going to hit any. U.S. government agencies. It, we're just going to loot and pillage all of your small to medium businesses and grandmas and grandpas. That's why I have all the emotions. It's like, oh, that's nice. Right. You're going to leave out Isn't the place. Sweet? The problem is the the world wants the status quo. Yeah, China, yeah. Iran, Russia, North Korea. They want the status quo, which is the U.S. government does little to nothing because they stay out of business. Mm-hmm. But that and that lets them do carte blanche. But when they start doing things that are critical. The food systems, transportation systems, government systems, uh, energy systems, then they they up they they risk upsetting the status quo. They and they want to put the genie back in the bottle. Right. But I don't think they can. I think the problem is we now know that this is a existential threat. I, I think one of the things we could see, I I would love to see, is them outlawing paying ransom. Yeah, you said and it this. Would be very painful for a year, yeah. and then ransomware would be very rare. Yeah. It's kind of like painful for you. It's kind of like herd immunity. It's great after you've got it, but in the meantime, a bunch of people have to die. Yeah, right. getting there's hard. Right. Yep, getting there's hard. No, I think I think that's our list. Is I think there's nothing else big to oh, talk about. Yeah, nothing uh, super burning this week. It's All right, how about we call the show? Is this really the last pass you'll ever need? <laughs> <laughs> like it. <laughs> Last pass for the last episode. I, I know we didn't really like officially change formats, but I kind of like the idea that we're talking less about this one got hacked and that one got hacked and more about what you can do mm-hmm. to identify whether you've been the victim and identify what to do if you have. Yes. Yep. Agreed. Yeah. So expect more of that in the future. And on that note, gentlemen, happy holidays and uh, have a safe new year. And uh, we'll see you next week. Happy new year. Happy new year. Yeah. Happy new year. Bye guys. Bye. All right. Bye bye. Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer a hand clapper a high fiver I kind of like the high five but if you want to hone in on those winning moves check out Chumba Casino at ChumbaCasino.com choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes there are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses so don't wait start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com no purchase necessary VTW group void prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus